you're about to get lucky with the Bare Naked Money Podcast, the show that gives you the naked truth about personal finance with your hosts, Josh Shellick and Colin White, Portfolio Managers with Barrican Capital Management, Inc. Welcome to Bare Naked Money. Colin and Josh here, as always, and I have a fantastic investment idea to pitch your way today, Colin. <laughs> All right. So for the TikTokers in the crowd, this is going to be a real live react because they've conspired to come up with something that is apparently so outrageous and something I'm completely unaware of to, to, to throw at me. I can't wait, Josh. I, this is better than Christmas morning. What do you have? So what we're talking about today is something that is called the bank on yourself uh, investment idea, I'll call it, or infinite banking, also referred to. So both very marketable terms. I'm going to give you a look under the hood as to what's here, Colin, but I'm going to give it to you with the marketing slant that I've been reading on the internet, and I'm going to get your, your input on it. Bank on yourself. Infinite banking. I am excited. Where do I sign up? <laughs> okay. So uh, I did some sleuthing on the internet just to see what this is all about because I hadn't heard about it either until one of our colleagues mentioned it to me as something that's gaining a little bit of traction and gaining a little bit of popularity. And what I found, it just, um, well, let's see what you, <laughs> you have to say about it. So I'm going to read you some actual clips, some actual marketing headlines from uh, one of these bank on yourself places, uh, institutions. So let me start here, Colin. Bank on yourself gives individuals and families a way to bypass the often turbulent volatility of the stock market to grow wealth safely and predictably using the compounding power of supercharged dividend-paying whole life insurance policies. I was thinking that this was going to end up being an insurance thing. I'm surprised you got there that quickly. They don't typically use the insurance thing that quickly, but... Okay, I I know the road we're going down now. How how about me? So so let me ask, why did you think we were going down the insurance path? It's a concept that's been used in the insurance industry since I've been involved back in the nineties. Um, fundamentally, insurance has got an advantage since they've got the, the the widows and orphans lobby, which has managed to keep life insurance death benefits to families tax free, and that's a powerful thing. And the erstwhile people in the insurance industry have said, okay, well, we have this rule that makes us tax-free. What else can we do with that? And they have an amazing ability to come up with products and ways of, of making, you know, working with that advantage. So, yes, this is this actually, <laughs> the terminology may be somewhat different, but the concept of buying a whole life insurance policy and using it to fund all of your dreams is not new. This is this is a, a concept pitch from the 90s when I was very first trained in the insurance industry. So yeah, okay. I know I know I know the road we're going down now. So <laughs> please, please, you know, I'd like to hear the latest marketing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got it. And I'm glad you asked what else this can do for you, Colin. Uh, Bank on uh, yourself uh, is a strategy that is being used by hundreds of thousands of folks across North America to guarantee the growth of their retirement savings and emergency funds to provide needed cash for business expansion, college expenses, and more. I didn't say it was the best way to do it, so I guess they're not lying. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you have a, a problem with the term that 
They are guaranteeing the growth of their retirement savings and emergency well, funds. See, the way they get away with using that is that uh, in Canada, and this is talking North America, but in Canada, there hasn't been a, a situation where a Canadian insurance company has not paid on a death benefit on a policy. So uh, there's there's a very, very solid system behind making sure that happens because the first time that happens is the beginning of the end of that industry. So there are a lot of guarantees in the insurance world now. What exactly is guaranteed? And when they use the word guaranteed, what do you think you're hearing? There's there's a lot of room there. There's a lot of room for interpretation and, and, and uh, bad expectations. So I, I, I think that, you know, you're not going to put your money with a Canadian insurance company and have it all go away. Now you can put your money with a Canadian insurance company and have it be worth way less than you thought uh, when, when you put it there. So I, I think that the word guarantee may be indicating to you that it's a guaranteed rate of return or guaranteed positive outcome. Yeah. It's not a guaranteed positive outcome. Yeah. And that that's when it says guaranteed the growth. Um that to me is is almost guaranteeing some rate of return. They don't say it explicitly, well, but what what are people going to read into it, right? Well, they're guaranteeing the growth, but the growth may be needed to pay the fees on the insurance policy, so you're not going to see it. The money did grow. You just don't get the hazard that's being used to pay for your insurance. Yeah. Now, <laughs> this one is great. So, oh, I, I can't even really read it. I'm laughing too hard. Where they had been seduced into banking on the government Wall Street and financial institutions to cover their back, backs. Bank on yourself. Revolutionaries are now banking on themselves, their own efforts, resources, and their own good sense to keep their families safe and financially secure. They are no longer pawns being manipulated by faceless fat cats with self-serving agendas. All right. After this, I got to go look up who exactly has the nerve to go talk like that. Because you understand that you know the insurance companies. Our, our, our Wall Street backups. Like, like that's, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Of course they are. <laughs> you know, we've, we've gotten beyond mutual mutual insurance back in the day. You, if you were part of the mutual insurance company, that it was a cooperative. In theory, you're all in the same boat. It wasn't all the same boat, but you were, you know, you could say, but now like they're all, I, I think there may be one mutual company left. All the rest of them trade stock on, on the, the Wall Street. On the Wall Street. The Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. like, they're they're in the same game. You're investing in a product that has the same, you know, requirements for disclosures, has the same accountability, has shareholders, has executives working on compensation plans. It's got, yeah, it's just they're wearing a different suit, maybe, and they're at a different address, but they're, they're the, the the fat of the cats. Yeah, I just a somewhat of a rhetorical question for you, Colin, but you can actually answer it. Do you think these companies, these insurance companies, they want to make money? I think their shareholders want to make money. I think executive compensation is based on the firm making money. I think that the whole game is set up for them to make money. So yeah, this this is you know they're not. This isn't a volunteer thing. Like they're not a not for profit saying, "Hey, you know, come work with us because we're not for profit and you know we're we're going to make your world better." No, that's not the pitch. And so just to be clear, you think that these whole life policies that they're offering to, we'll call them investors or, or customers or clients, they are profitable products for them. It wouldn't be up there if they weren't. And, <laughs> and if it, it's a non-profitable product, what will happen is that they'll close it and reopen another one that is going to be profitable for them. 
But listen, I, I don't I don't want this to be construed as a, a complete you know blackballing of whole life insurance. You know, no. I'm not a huge fan. I, I will say that a lot, but there are situations where it can make a lot of sense. But it starts with, hey, what do you want to have happen when you die? You know, that's where the conversation starts. And from there, there are different insurance products. To walk into somebody and say, hey, give up your bank account, take out a whole life insurance policy, you got to get on a lot of buses and you got to build a lot of bridges in order for that comment to make any kind of sense. And even that, no, it doesn't make any sense. Just, just no. So here's another phrase for you, paragraph. Your oh, money, on. your money. I, I got all, I, I'm going to go all day. So you got to buckle up. <laughs> your money isn't even in the market. Your money is in dividend paying whole life insurance policy. Its growth and safety are guaranteed by some of the oldest and financially strongest companies in the world, life insurance companies. Who won't tell you how they calculate it? <laughs> won't, so, won't, won't tell you how they calculate what? The dividend. The dividend. So yeah. so there's a black box. And it's funny because I got into this. I went to a presentation one time and I'm the guy that asked questions. So I got into it with one of the accountants for one of the firms. And we, we sat down and had a conversation about how they determine the dividend rate. Because when you enter into a power policy, any kind of participating policy, there's a dividend rate that gets declared every year by the insurance company based on a pool of assets that they see that they can attach this dividend to. And when they sell you, and, the and just sorry to interrupt, but where does that pool of assets get invested by the insurance yes. company? Yep, yeah, it does. Yeah, and and so, where where does it get invested? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Welcome to the opacity of the product, right? So there's there's different pools that they can use, right? But it's not going into you know, equity. But it's most likely being used for their own purposes to fund more products or what have you. Most likely, but it, it really depends. Like there, there's there's different classes or products to get into. But the interesting thing is that, that if you have a publicly traded company and they declare a dividend, you can go online and it's completely transparent. You can see the payout ratio. You can see what, you, know, you can infer what assumptions are made. You can determine what a reasonable dividend rate is currently and what would one be going forward, whether they're being optimistic, pessimistic, or, or what you're getting. In order to figure that out for a parent policy, that is not disclosed anywhere. You have to, you get into the notes of the annual general report of the insurance companies and try to sift through all of the various notes to the financial statements to figure out how well-funded the various pools are for these policies. So it, the, the, the lack of transparency is what really makes my soft roll up in that. It's like, come on, guys. If you're going to have a dividend out there and not be transparent about how it's calculated, how it's declared, what kind of payout ratio you're talking about, exactly what asset classes it's invested in. If you're not going to give that kind of visibility, that for me is just a huge red flag because it's it's another version of close your eyes and open your mouth, you know, and I'm going to give you a dividend. Do I get to look at it? No, 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 you don't get to see it. I was going to stick it in your mouth. And if you don't like the taste of it, well, that's, that's just too bad. And so the lack of transparency or understanding, so therefore the lack of ability to make a, an informed decision on how reasonable it is to expect this current dividend to continue, or, or what's how this product is going to behave it is to me again a big red flag. If I'm looking for an investment opportunity for a client, I like transparency. I like to to be able to understand as much as is understandable with something. You know, if somebody tells me, just trust me. I'm pretty sure that game is going to be scored in their favor, not mine. So next one here, because the money in your policy grows at a compound rate, it has an exponential growth curve. 
it is guaranteed to grow by a larger dollar amount each year. And remember, you'll never have a down year. Mm -hmm. All money, when invested, grows on a compounded rate. If it's growing a GIC, grows on a compounded rate. You know, compound interest is, is, is a thing. You know, you don't buy something of simple interest for five years. You know, the compounding thing is not unique. Uh, you know, most things compound. Uh, never have a down year. Again, the investment side of it, yeah, you may never have a down year. You may have a net down year if the expenses in your plan exceed the income. Right. So you may have a down year. The investment may not have a down year, but you may have a down year because there's another side to it. That there's an expense side to it as well. And you only get to keep the difference. If the expenses are higher than the investment income, you didn't make any money. Yeah, and that's, that's interestingly, or maybe not so much, never mentioned throughout these marketing pitches from what I've seen. But yeah, there's there's a you have a life insurance policy, and to have that life insurance policy as part of this whole life policy, you have a premium requirement. And the policy is only going to exist as long as you're paying that premium. And this is not... It, it again, it could be a good way to to save to uh, to have a, a life insurance policy, a policy available to you, but it's not the cheapest way to do it. No, and again, this gets back to what do you want your insurance to do, and the difference is that you know our difference, the way we approach things, is what are your goals? What's important to you? What you know? What kind of an estate do you want to leave? What's important to you? Like, do you want is is the taxation in your estate a big deal to you? Yes or no? You know, if it is, okay, then let's have that conversation. You know, we feel that you should start with what's important to you rather than, hey, bank on yourself. I mean, what this is, is a concept sell. And this is what's a big part of what's wrong with the financial industry. And, and, and this, go, this goes for all, all stripes. Like, here's the best stock for you to put in your TFSA. I've got the best investment for your RSP. Like, all of these pitches are concept sells that do not take into account what situation the client is in. And if we're going to call ourselves advisors, you need to start with what situation are you in? Then work backwards to, okay, here are some things that will help accomplish those goals for you. Bank on yourself, catching bullets with your teeth. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> well, you haven't heard the punchline yet, Colin. <laughs> I, got oh, right I, I don't know. So, I don't know if I could take much more. Well, the, the big question for people listening right now might be, okay, well, where does the banking part come in. Like, where do I get the money from this? Right. And we haven't explained that yet. So here, here's what they say. Need money now for an emergency? Pick up the phone, call the insurance company handling your policy and tell them what you need. They'll ask you two questions. How much do you need and where should we send the money? You can borrow 85 to 90% of your policy's cash value without completing an application and with no processing fees whatsoever. The bank on yourself concept allows you to use your money without liquidating selling your assets. And borrow against your assets. So the money that you gave us that we didn't spend on premiums that's left over, you can take 85, 90% of that money back and, you know, <laughs> yeah. come on. <laughs> no, hold I, on. I want, I, I want $100,000. Well, you got $2,000. No, but I want a hundred. You said, just call you and tell me which I did it. I want a hundred thousand. <laughs> so you, you forgot the, the idea. So you forgot to mention when you borrow the money from yourself, you pay interest to the insurance company. <laughs> so yeah. you're not getting free money here. It's not really, it's not the same as just spending money that's in your bank account because you're actually paying interest costs on anything that you quote unquote borrow from this policy. 
Well, and, and again, insurance companies have got that problem because they've done a lot of projections at zero percent interest or very low interest rates, right? So you you weren't able to borrow against these policies or assets within these policies at an interest rate, you know, of one two percent at different times in the past. But now that interest rates are real and you're not looking at seven or eight percent, also the math is different. Borrowing money at one percent is different than borrowing money at seven percent. Oh wait, this no longer makes sense. Hmm. How do you change direction when you've taken out a life insurance policy? Well, you cancel the policy and you know you consider all the money that went into it some costs, or you you steep muddling through and you lose a little bit more money every year hoping interest rates go back down and it makes sense again. Uh it just it doesn't hold water any way, shape, or form. I can't wait for the hate this. This pod, if it goes into the into the right circles, is going to generate a tsunami of hate from people. Well, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because the reason Catherine, our marketing manager, brought this to my attention was because somebody was pitching us on a repeated basis to come on our podcast and talk about the bank yourself, bank on yourself pitch. So this individual may or may not listen to this podcast, probably not, because if he did or she did, then they know what we're like. But they're going to be uh, enemy number one for us for, for a while. Oh, you know what? Part of me just wants to let that happen. Like, you know, th- that would have been actually even more interesting to have happen if we, if we, if we let them on, on the podcast and maintained all the publishing rights uh, and, and had this conversation with them live. Well, we like to attack ideas. We don't like to attack individuals, Colin. Well, listen, they haven't done as you and I have had to do, Josh, repeatedly over the last number of years is to unwind some very complicated insurance strategies that don't work out. Yep. And you know, once you've gone through unwinding some of these and you start to see how, how they go wrong, you get a little bit more jaded, maybe a little bit more protective uh, of buying into them on their face. So, uh, now, now I didn't like, I didn't know this was coming. So I'm going to have to reach out to Catherine about who it was that was pitching it to him. Yeah. And, and I think we, we should be very clear we're not anti life insurance, we're big proponents of life insurance. Huge. Yeah. Properly used, it does Properly have an advantage. You, you can't. You, it has an advantage. You can't get anywhere else. It's hundred percent tax free to to the beneficiaries, and it's liquid. It's liquid money that shows up. It can do stuff that no other financial instrument can do. Now the problem is, if that's the only tool you have, you try to make it other things yeah. so that you can make a living at it. Right. So if I have this thing is really, really good at one thing. It's like, okay, well, what else could it be good at? And then your mind starts to imagine things and you start to, and pretty soon you get too far off the path and now you're doing stuff that's just plain wrong. Uh, so, but no, huge, huge fans of life insurance. It's it's a very powerful tool properly used. Unfortunately, it's something we see misused way too often. Yeah. And I think that's that's the issue here. It's, it's one of those things that looks to... <laughs> In the, I think infinite banking is even better because that's a the. Yeah, no, 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 it's a, it's infinite right up to eighty five percent of the money that's in the policy. It's, it's infinite right up to there. Yeah, eighty five percent of the money that you put in after they've deducted all the premiums. That, yes. And I love the way that you put that. <laughs> you can have all your money back after we've deducted all the premiums and we've taken interest costs and we give you eighty five percent. It's it's just a it's a crazy concept. Um, it's predatory, uh, for sure. It's th- the way that I've laid this out, the way that this is marketed is predatory because it doesn't, it, it, it's not going to work out the way that they're pitching it working out. And it makes it seem like the greatest thing on earth 
which it's not. It comes with all kinds of pitfalls and downsides. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think predatory is a good way to describe it. You know, people who, you know, who don't understand the products who are going to just take things at face value. I mean, those are very difficult things. Bank on yourself. Oh, you power yourselves. Don't no longer dealing with nameless, faceless bugs on Bay Street. Fat cats is what we call them. Fat cats, sorry, fat cats. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I sorry, well, I didn't mean to go all fluggy. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a compelling presentation, but it's just, oh, please don't. If you or anybody you know is banking on themselves, please call urgently. Any last thoughts before we wrap up? No, no, because I want to get off this call so I can go find out from Catherine who it was who's pitching this, because I want to know if I know them. Well, we won't hold you up any longer. Thanks, Colin. If you're breaking a sweat trying to figure out what your financial advisor is talking about, you're not getting the service you need. You probably hate trying to get an answer from them, but you also think moving your accounts will be a headache, and it might be. But working with DontRockTheBoatWealthPlanning.com or .ru isn't exactly stress-free, is it? Call us. We will demystify the world for you. Can Capital Management Inc. is a registered portfolio manager in all of Canada except Manitoba. So sorry, Manitoba. Nothing in this podcast should be considered as a solicitation or recommendation to buy or sell a particular security. Statements made by the portfolio managers are intended to illustrate their approach and are meant for information and entertainment purposes only. This should not be construed as legal, tax, or accounting advice. This podcast has been prepared for information purposes only. The tax information provided in this podcast is general in nature, and each client should consult with their own tax advisor, accountant, and lawyer before pursuing any strategy described herein, as each client's individual circumstances are unique. We've endeavored to ensure the accuracy of the information provided at the time that it was written. However, should the information in this podcast be incorrect or incomplete, or should the law or its interpretation change after the date of this document, the advice provided may be incorrect or inappropriate. There should be no expectation that the information will be updated, supplemented, or revised, whether as a result of new information, changing circumstances, future events, or otherwise. We are not responsible for errors contained in this podcast or to anyone who relies on the information contained in this podcast. Please consult your own legal and tax advisor.